Hello and welcome to the Sower Podcast. My name is Paul Zapula. My burden is to edify, exhort, and encourage the body of Christ. So if you're listening to this today, the purpose of this is to lift you up, is to edify, and to encourage you in the scriptures, which are able to give us hope and inspiration and encouragement and a steadfast willingness to continue to follow the Lord, regardless of our circumstances. So here, I want to begin with the letter to the Philippians, and I want to talk on the subject of prayer. And the Holy Spirit has been teaching me so much about prayer, and I'm beginning to see the depths and power and posture of prayer. So let's go to Philippians chapter 1. Before we do that, let's begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that you have given us the spirit of adoption in which we cry, Abba, Father. We thank you that you redeemed us from the curse of the law, the power of the grave, and the penalty of sin. We thank you for the Lord Jesus, whom soon we celebrate his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his coming again. We bless you today and ask that you would touch your word to us, Lord. Make it living, active, sharper than a two-edged sword. May it be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path always. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Philippians 1. We'll start at verse 3. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began the good work in you will also perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel about this way about you for I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of grace with me, for God is my witness. How I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus, and this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ Jesus, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We have here what the apostle was praying about for the Philippians and the purposes he had in his heart for them and lifting up those purposes in prayer. One of the most beautiful portions of scripture that we can attach to everything that we correspond with, if it's an email or if it's a text or any other digital correspondence or even writing can be coupled with 
Philippians 1.3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And this is why we pray. We pray because we are thankful for others in our lives. You see, this is what the scriptures is giving us for one of the many, many purposes of prayer. It's a thankfulness for others that are in our lives. It's a thankfulness for our wives, our husbands, our children, our friends. Those are the people that we love, relatives that we love, people that are in our lives to bless us are now people whom we are thankful to God for. And in remembrance of them, we offer them up in prayer. Now, it's really, really important to know why he was so thankful for these Philippians because their faith in the Lord Jesus was active by their participation in the gospel. In view of your participation in the gospel, the scripture says, so they were working with Paul in the proclamation of the gospel. They were supporting him in his work in the gospel, and he was so thankful to God for them. He had them in his heart. He cherished them in prayer. And if I can tell you one of the things the Holy Spirit has been prompting me to do and has given me a heart for, it's for others who work the work of the gospel. Vome Ministries is one of those ministries that work the work of the gospel. The Franklin Graham Organization for Spreading the Word of God Throughout the World is those who participate in the gospel. The Gideons Association is the work of the gospel. Gospel for Asia is the work of participating in the gospel. Mercy Corps, Mercy Ships, Compassion International, and a myriad and plethora of others. My friend Pat Mahoney, who is participating in the work of the gospel, who is now in Hong Kong, one of the few only Americans to go there and encourage the church in Hong Kong amidst the conflict that's going on there. There is so much to pray about, and the heart of the gospel should be at the center of our prayers and sometimes our prayers are misguided by only requests that we have on behalf of others. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. But remember, the prayer here that's given is the participation that the Philippians had in joining with the apostle in the proclamation, the defense of the gospel, in moving the good news forward into these hostile cultures in which we live in. And you can do that today by lifting up some of the ministries I just mentioned or ministries that you are involved with, with your church, with your pastor, with your missionaries, with those who you know that are going out every day and going into the fields and sowing the word of God into the harvest that the Lord has given them. And sometimes we are called to back them up with prayer 
Sometimes we are called to go with them into the harvest, and other times we cannot. But I tell you, even if you're bound up at home and can't go out, you can spend time alone in prayer for those that are doing the work of the gospel. And isn't it encouraging when they hear that you're praying for them? Aren't their hearts uplifted to know that people here, people within the church, people from all over are praying for them, for the work that they're doing? They are literally joining with them. And you know, his prayer is that they would abound in these things. Verse 9 says, I pray that your love will abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment so that you might be able to approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the praise and glory of God. He wanted them to continue on what they were doing, continue to abound in love for one another, continue to abound in real discernment and real knowledge, continue to abound in participating with him in the advancement and proclamation of the gospel. We have also what's which is really important is the continuation of this prayer in Ephesians 1, 16 through 20. So if you have your Bibles, like I have now, I have my BLB Bible, which I strongly urge anyone who doesn't have an app for a Bible Please get the BLB. It will change the way you look at the Bible. It has certainly done that for me, and I am continuously thankful for BLB people that they have put this uh, format together in helping God's people to understand and comprehend the wonderful truths contained in Scripture. Verse 15 of chapter 1 of Ephesians 1. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints. Now, isn't that something? Faith and love continue with one another. I'm telling you, the more you're growing in faith, the more you're growing in prayer, the more you're going to love people. But don't try to do that opposite of what I just said. Don't try to get those priorities mixed up. Don't try to say, I'm going to love people. No, say, I'm going to pray and I'm going to have faith. And watch what happens. The fruit of prayer and faith is love and an increasing love, especially for the saints because you want to see them built up. And that's my heart's desire. My heart's desire is that the saints, the body of Christ, would be built up edified, encouraged, exhorted to continue on 
in the movement of the Spirit upon where they are in life. And prayer does that. Prayer opens up the canals of the Spirit to begin a tremendous movement within yourself. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. He wanted this for them. He did not cease, verse 16, Ephesians chapter 1, giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. Did you know that prayer also has thanksgiving coupled with it? You notice that I prayed before we began, but I also thanked God. And it's so important, I believe, that the scriptures teach us to be thankful before we even pray our requests. Be thankful. You know, and I know that that's a hard thing to do when you're suffering and you're in pain. But the Holy Spirit can give you the power of thankfulness. And I have to tell you, I've witnessed it firsthand. I've visited people with cancer that were thankful. I've visited people with sincere injuries that were thankful. People that were sick that were thankful. People that were humbled by death and were thankful that their loved one went on to be with the Lord or their loved one had ceased from all the pain that they were suffering. They were thankful. And I know that the Spirit of God could only give us the spirit of thankfulness. Even when we are in difficult situations, some of you might be in financial difficulty, you're thankful that you have daily bread. You're thankful that you have clothing. You're thankful that you have shelter. You can be thankful for so many small things. Thankfulness is really coupled in prayer. He was thankful for them, making mention of you in my prayers. And here's his prayer again. We know in Philippians that it was to abound in love, to abound in discernment, to abound in real in, in real knowledge and to be blameless till the day of Christ Jesus. This was his prayer for them. This is his prayer for us that we would abound in these things. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, might give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. There's that word knowledge again. He wanted that for the Philippians. He wants it for the Ephesians. He wants it for the Colossians. He wants it for you that we would abound in real discernment, real knowledge, real love, and a real revelation of Jesus. What more can we talk about in prayer than those things that the apostle prayed for the first century believers that we now have possession of? I believe that we can take hold of what he was praying for as we pray this for ourselves and we pray these prayers for others. So in closing... Let's meditate upon Philippians 1 and Ephesians 1 and those verses that we read. Let's make this our prayer today. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have redemption through your blood, 
the forgiveness of sins. And that today is the day of cleansing. Today is the day of renewal. Today is the day of revival. Today is the day that we have heard the word of the living God. And it has made an impact, impression, and impulse in our lives to go further into this place of prayer. I pray, Lord, that wisdom, discernment, knowledge, love, and revelation would be upon everyone who hears these words today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.